I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Dirk with the back. What up? You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. This is Isaac. I'm a contributor to Mavs.com. I'm one of your co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, the other co-host, Nick Engstead from the Free Dawkins YouTube channel, uh, he's still out on vacation as he will be coming at, back here in the next few days. Uh, today, I replaced him with none other than a Dallas Maverick himself, Antonius Cleveland. Uh, Antonius is a, uh, a great guy who's actually been on this podcast uh, two years ago, uh, which is crazy. Uh, to think about because, uh, yeah, it's like almost full circle at this point. Before we hit record, I was joking with him. I'm like, man, I feel like I re-recorded the first time back. Uh, it feels it feels like it was just a few weeks ago, and really it was a couple years ago. So uh, it's pretty crazy to think about it like that. But uh, Antonius Cleveland is uh, one of the latest two-way signings uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, we've talked about on this podcast over the past couple of weeks about how Dallas has kind of hit the reset button with the two-way contracts. Uh, last year, they were filled by Daryl Macon and Costas Antetokounmpo. And now that both of those guys have moved on, uh, Costas uh, was waived and later picked up by the Los Angeles Lakers. And Daryl Macon was just recently waived. And, you know, just a day or so ago, Josh Reeves uh, was signed to fill uh, one of those two-way spots. And back about a week ago, Antonius Cleveland uh, was a guy that was signed uh, to one of those two-way spots. And if you've been listening to this pod, you know I've been advocating for that. As soon as the Dallas Mavericks Summer League roster was announced uh, this summer, and it first came out, and they sent out the press release email, that was the first name that popped up off, uh, off the roster. I was hyped that he was back. Uh, I'm, I'm a believer in his talent. I, I've said that before. I was a believer in him in 2017. I'm a believer in him now. I think he looks even better now, now that he's even more healthier and he's improved. And uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, I, I was pretty obvious on, on the podcast. Then he plays one uh, game in Vegas and I tweet out, I was like, give him a training camp invite now. Uh, he deserves uh, He deserves that. I just think he fits in the league. What he does best is what this league needs and every good team in the league uh, needs and wants a guy like Antonius Cleveland. So uh, you say, hey, wh- well, what has happened since the past two years? And Antonius Cleveland's 25-year-old wing, uh, 6'6", uh, two years ago, Dallas brings him in over the summer after the Dennis Smith Jr. draft in 2017. They sign Antonius Cleveland. They bring him to camp. He impresses. The organization likes him. They like what he's bringing. Uh, he appears in, I think, 13 games for Dallas. And then in December of 2017 against the Phoenix Suns, he gets hurt and he fractures his ankle. We talk about this in this podcast today. And that was just heartbreaking. And uh, people in the organization were fans of him. Like every, you know, people were rooting for him and he was improving. He was doing great. And then bam, this happens. Dallas needed the roster spot. So it was uh, kind of a sucky situation all around, but Dallas had to waive him uh, to get a, a, a healthy guy in there. And uh, But it was cool because Cleveland st- stuck around Dallas. He rehabbed in Dallas. The Mavericks helped him out with that rehab process. 
And over the past couple of years, we've seen him kind of bounce around. He went to the Atlanta Hawks. He went to the Chicago Bulls. Uh, then he spent all last year with the Santa Cruz Warriors in the G League. And he talks about that experience and how much that meant to him and his development. And now it kind of led up to this summer. And him, he we talked a little bit about him getting a call and his agent and uh, to come and play summer league with Dallas and how you know other teams were interested, but they had draft picks that were uh, draft picks who play the wing spots and how Dallas just had a second round pick and the relationship that he had built with Dallas, uh, the impressive um, ways that the organization and him, uh, their relationship back a couple years ago, um, worded that super weird. Uh, how that contributed and how there was no major draft pick. So he was going to have, you know, playing time to show what he's been working on. So I enjoyed my set down conversation uh, with, with Cleveland. And uh, we talk about everything from the rehab, the, uh, the injury rehab from two years ago, his stops over the past couple of years. We talk about the, how the team looks different now, uh, which is crazy Uh, over the past two years, the difference of, you know, in 2017, it was, you know, it was Dennis, Harrison Barnes, Wes Matthews, you know, all these guys, like a whole completely different team, it feels like. And now we have Luca and KP and these guys. So I get his opinion on Luca and KP, what he thinks of them, uh, him calling Luca, uh, you know, a superstar and KP is super, uh, it just makes Mavs fans just even smile even bigger. So that's, uh, that's really cool. I talk about how he fit, how he can fit in to this team, what he brings, um, how he's different as a player uh, since you know since two years ago. Uh, we talk about the league in general and just kind of you know setting back as an NBA player and seeing uh, these big player movements from afar and how he's uh, enjoying that and how he thought it was crazy uh, and then kind of where Dallas sets uh, in heading into this season, you know, playoffs and the goal of that and everything. So, uh, Antonio's Cleveland's a great guy. Uh, he's a good player. I can't wait to see what he does this fall uh, as he heads into camp with this two-way contract. So, uh, set back. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Antonio's Cleveland. All right. So I'm joined by Antonio's Cleveland, the, really the newest member of the Mavericks, uh, just inked his two-way deal. I guess not uh, Josh Reeves, uh, just signed a few days ago, but uh, Antonius Cleveland just signed uh, a two-way deal a few a few days ago last week, whenever it was. But this isn't the first time that you've been around the Mavericks. Two years ago, you were with Dallas. How, when you look back on that time in 2017, what do you think about? Um, just that, just the entire thing, man. Just coming from someone who never got hurt, you know, ever pretty much. And the, de- the degree of my injury, when it happened, I'll say it was, looking back on it, I mean, it all makes sense now, but at the time, man, I took it, I didn't take it as hard, but I really kind of learned from it. And I really just, just got a taste of, like, I guess, I mean, interesting happened. It doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, you just got to take care of your body, man. And, like, freak, freak injuries happen all the time, all the time. And you spent, you know, you, you came on board in training camp there in 2017. You were really impressing. I remember people in the organization talking about you. Uh, and then December hits, you get hurt. I I think it was against the Suns. I could be wrong on that. Yes, it was the Suns. Okay, so, so you get hurt against the Suns, and you hurt your foot, and then bam, 
Uh, it was was it a broken foot? Yeah, uh, a fractured ankle. Fractured ankle, and then it was. I, I remember it being just gut wrenching because uh, you know Dallas and you guys y'all have obviously had the part ways because of the injury, but you still stuck around. What I can remember about that is you still rehabbed in Dallas, right? And kind of with the Mavericks. Yes, I um, I rehab through the um, I guess the guy who specializes in like the surgeries or whatever. I wasn't into like the math facility, but I was in Dallas, and you know they helped me rehab through you know their. I guess I went through their guide pretty much. So that was definitely a cool thing to do. A cool thing to like experience at the, at the time as a rookie. You don't really know if that's like a normal thing, you know. But looking back, it just shows the kind of you know organization Dallas is and. You know how I guess the culture of looking back on it because I don't think a lot of teams would really do that. So I just felt like this just said a lot. I mean that was in it. And and after that moment in 2017, these past couple of years, you've went to the Atlanta Hawks, you went to Chicago Bulls, you spent time with the Santa Cruz Warriors. Looking back at these past handful of stops over the past couple of years, if you had to pinpoint one of them that have that has meant the most to your development, which stop would you say? I'll say, I have to say Santa Cruz. Just, you know, I spent the entire year there last year, but, I mean, that's where I I get a chance to, you know, keep getting experience and getting better. You know, with the NBA, you know, I'm, I'm never playing over, I think I averaged maybe not even over 10, what, 12 minutes, 13 minutes with the Hawks, just five games, so. I'm playing, and in Santa Cruz, I'm playing. It's you know, it's constant, constant games, constant reps. And you can really work on your craft if you really want to get to the next level. You have games to work on things, and you know the time and, and everything. So I'll say Santa Cruz, but I mean above all, all of them. I mean I learned something from each team, and you know I feel like I'm a sponge, so I try to learn as much as I can, and be as humble as I can, and just put the work in, man, and just I guess get what comes out of that. That's the most simplest way I try to keep it. And when did you know that going into the summer, when did you find out that Dallas wanted you to be a part of their summer league team in Vegas? Um, I found out probably, I'll say a couple weeks right before summer league. I did a mini camp in Dallas. And um, after that, I knew that they would, you know, wanted to have me. And then that's what it made the most sense, I guess, because they could summer league. So that's what me and my agent chose. I think we had like a couple other teams, but. I can think those teams had, like, draft picks, and what I didn't want to do was get behind a team with a lot of priority wings and me and I play as much. And, you know, Dallas was just having, I guess, the second-round pick or whatever. Um, it was, like, the best opportunity compared to the other teams. Was the past with Dallas and that relationship that you guys had built back in 2017, did that factor anything into you playing in Vegas? Um, yes, Definitely. Definitely, just the fact that um, I had been there before, knew some of the coaches, that was definitely a plus, definitely. So, uh, yeah, uh, Mike Weiner, just, you know, being behind, I mean, being under him again and being in the facility all over again, some of the same plays that I could remember. I'm not going to say I remember every play still, but I had to refresh my memory. But just knowing the system a little bit definitely played a factor. Going back to your recovery some, how was your emotions through your recovery? In a spot that you were in, you touched on at the very beginning a little bit, but the spot that you were in a couple years ago, you looked like you were breaking through. Like you, uh, It seemed like things were working out, and then bam, this unfortunate freak injury happens, and it kind of sets you off path, I guess, a little bit. 
how can that affect your emotions just as a as a basketball player? Uh, well, you know, they say the lower extremity injuries are kind of the ones you want to avoid. And me being an athlete, man, I just wanted to make sure I'll still be able to play the same way. You know, of course, um, they tell you you will. And 2019, I'll say, you know, it's fairly more technology. And these doctors, and you know, everyone, surgeons are amazing now. So just, then my main concern was, man, okay, will I be able to run as fast? Will my ankle bother me? Will I be able to jump as high? I wasn't concerned. The injury itself was bad timing, but I told myself as long as I'm able to get back to how I was and, you know, even better, then everything else will take care of itself. And that's exactly uh, how it happened, man. My ankle, I mean, it's like I never got hurt. And I feel like I'm jumping even higher. And now I'm still an athlete. And that's, that, that was my main concern around the injury. Just will I be able to still be myself and do the things that I know how to do and I was in doing. So now, um, I'll just say with that behind me, I know how important it is to take care of your body, of course, and ice, ice tubs and, you know, put those furnaces for you. So I just think, I'm, I just learned from everything that's ever, like, happened so far throughout my career. If you had to, if you had to pick one person that has contributed the most to you growing as a player and a person over the past couple of years, who would you say that person would be? to say as a person and just I mean, my mom definitely me you know throughout you know my career so she helped me along the way but as far as just trying to there's so many coaches man that, that helped me as far as you know my from my short stint and stays with Atlanta or my phase with Dallas you know I think it's just I can't really just name one because they all helped tremendously so um, but off the court to me as a person I had to say my mom just telling me just to you know remain humble and just keep working. She keeps me grounded with that. She's always there. So I'll say my mom, but it's just too many coaches to really just to give you. Too many people to be too many people to name that has uh, poured into you over the past couple of years. Right, exactly. Too many people that's really helped me from, you know, Chris Dan from the Hawks and guys from some of the coaches from Dallas, you know, it's just too many to name, but you know, they all helped me and I was just trying to be open to help, you know. Try to be open and humble and, and free willingly to listen and get better. So, going from two years ago until now, how do you, as a player, how what would be the biggest uh, area of growth, or how have you grown the most as a as a basketball player of the past two years? Past two years, um, I'll say I'm more comfortable. Uh, not only just out there in the G League, but I feel like when I'm when I'm back up top this year, I'll be more comfortable than I was two years ago. Just knowing that you know, I got kind of you know some games under my belt, and at the end of the day, I've been out, I've been out there before. So uh, I mean, nerves may settle a little bit, but I think my confidence will be higher. I just can tell. I just know for a fact it will. Um, be more so just excited. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's my answer. Just excited, and uh, I, I know I know I've been out there before, and I'd be more so excited on you know so to do what I can do second time around makes it that much more sweeter as well so since the last time uh you were here in dallas it's safe to say dallas has made some roster changes uh since 2017 it feels like the whole roster's kind of flipped in some sense but you know obviously two big pieces in luca and kp what is your uh, kind of what's your opinion on uh, Luka Doncic and Porzingis as basketball players of, of just watching them over the past couple of years? 
well, I mean, for Zingas is a unicorn. I think they call him that for a reason. And he's just a high-level talent. And then, obviously, what Luca did kind of didn't surprise me. I, I was I was high on Luca coming out of the draft just because of what he did overseas. So, I was shocked to see him not go, I guess, top three or whatever. But, I mean, those two guys are... I mean, we pretty much know, you know, Luca's going to be a superstar, such a talent. KP's already, you know, he's already that. I think injuries, sometimes people forget. Injuries make people forget. I know it's been like a year, but I think people forget, you know, what Przingis is doing in New York. You know, like two years ago, people, I guess people have lost the memory about that. He was a superstar well being the one then. So, he put those guys together. I mean, basketball IQ as well coming to play. I think it's some special, definitely. Uh, some special here in Dallas with those two guys. We have two high-level talent guys, super, superstars. I guess they have the potential to be superstars. Did you agree? Oh, 100%. I mean, that's the the injury, yeah. the injury thing with Porzingis. You know, he hasn't played in, I guess, 20 months now. But it's like you said, people uh-huh. forget the, you know, the, the level. He was an all-star <laughs> the year that right. he got hurt. And now it's – I think a lot of people have forgotten the – just how good he was when he went down and now he's had all this time to kind of get back to where he was not just get back to that spot to be even better than where he was before that's probably how you felt too coming off the the foot injury of hey i don't want to get back to antonius cleveland that i was in 2017 i want to be a better version of that so how do you how do you see yourself fitting alongside kp and luca I feel like I'm a guy who don't. I don't really need much. My my joy and, and, and my thing is come from the other end. You know, I, I get to really do more on the other end. Offensively, uh, I feel like I play the game the right way. That's my numbers talk from you know coach or whatever. I'm, I'm out there doing what I'm supposed to do. And I feel like I can fit with anyone. You you were one of those guys in summer league. You know. Watching Summer League, it seems like you always find different guys, one or two guys from each team, and you're like, man, they just don't belong in Summer League. They they look like they belong in the league. They just they just stand out. And it seemed like day one there uh, in Vegas, you were just one of those guys. You're like, hey, it's just different for you out there on the court. Was there a comfort factor? Was there a confidence factor of, man, I just feel different now. I feel the best that I've ever been. Um, yes, I would say that. I put in a lot of work this summer. And just going into the summer league, I felt like I had the opportunity to play. And I'm, I feel like I'm the type of person, if you just put me out there, man, and just give me the minutes, I'm going to do a lot of things on the court within, you know, those minutes. And, you know, from the jump, my comfort level, I guess, was just high, knowing that, you know, this summer league, I'll be playing, and I have to worry about anything and just hoop. And I take care of everything. And, I mean, that's exactly what happened. I was able just to be comfortable, and I, you know, did what Coach Weiner and everyone else wanted me to do, and just play my game. And I feel like I stood out because, you know, I was just playing at my best. I feel like when I played at my best and continued to get better, I have a lot to offer. Back when you uh, came into Dallas in 2017, you know, that was after the Dennis Smith Jr. draft, and. To what I can remember, you guys hung out a decent amount over that summer and stuff. Do y'all still stay in contact now, and are y'all still friends now? Oh, uh, yes. I still talk to Dennis um, here and there, but, you know, definitely still a good friend. And uh fighter for him as well, and wishing the best in New York, but uh, definitely Dennis is a close friend of mine. Just how, you know, opening, how he took me in here when I got to Dallas, and, you know, as well as Dorian, just 
guys like that, you know, you don't lose those friendships. I don't probably don't see them and talk to them as much as I did in that period of time, but, I mean, I'm still good friends with them. You got the chance to play for Rick Carlisle. What's it like uh, being a player playing for Carlisle compared to the other coaches you've played to or played with uh, or played for the rest of your life? Uh, I feel like Carlisle, I mean, you pretty much know. You watch him, you know, get bringing down to the championship. Uh, so you just kind of know exactly who Carlisle is. So that makes everything just, I guess, times 10. You know, when he speaks, you, you're going to listen because it's Rick Carlisle. And I feel like the way he carries himself is just, just to a level of like you, you have you have to respect someone like that, and you just know that he knows what he's talking about. He knows the game, and he's seen a lot. So whenever you know Carlisle has the one-on-one conversations with me, I'm all ears. Like I try to really listen to the, you know exactly what he's saying and just learn from the man because there's not too many guys like you know Rick Carlisle that we'd be able to be close by as far as the basketball player. You get to under this two-way contract. You know, you only get a certain amount of days, obviously, uh, with the Mavs. Another half of that you get to spend uh, in Frisco with the Texas Legends. What are you looking forward to in spending that time with the Legends uh, here in Frisco? Um, I'll say just expanding my game, getting better in, every, in different areas. That's the pleasure last year. Trying to improve my weaknesses, you know, knowing that I get the game experience, um, knowing I can work on things. Uh, stuff like that, and also just the fans, Frisco, and also winning. I'm not sure when the last time Frisco's, uh, I think it's been a couple of years, I don't know, but I just want to be one of the best teams in the Z League. I want to have that, I want to have that effect on the team. It's, you know, this guy, he won last year in Santa Cruz, they won a lot of games, now he's won a lot of games too. I want to carry that, you know, along with my name as a winner. So, I'll say those are the most important things. You spent some time in Vegas uh, with some other guys on the Mavs Summer League team that uh, could be on the roster this year and could be playing alongside of you. What can you tell us about uh, playing with Isaiah Roby and Josh Reeves? Uh, uh, Josh Reeves, man, I feel like I think he's a guy like me. You know, defensively, he's not afraid to put more work in on the defensive end. And, you know, that's what I enjoy most about playing with Josh, man. I know he was talking a lot on defense, and – we talked about things, and we did what we talked about. Like, we was helping one another. Like, I would tell him to, to go low, and, and I'll slide over, and stuff like that. So, I'm looking forward to just playing with Josh as far as the net standpoint and getting better along with him. And Isaiah uh, as well. Before Isaiah ended his finger, I felt like he was, like, the first couple of games, I felt like he just was a different person. I think that injury kind of is just an annoying little injury, but I'm looking, you know, forward to playing with him as well. You know, it's it, him healthy and feel like he has a great IQ for the game, too. And he's going to be, you know, a great player as well. So I'm just looking forward to playing with both of those guys just because summer league was pretty much fun playing with them and definitely looking forward to, the, you know, the future with those two. What was it like setting back at the beginning of free agency and seeing, as a player in the league, what was it like from your perspective of seeing all of the, the big names, the movement across the league, from the Durant stuff to the Kawhi stuff to – just what was that like watching all unfold? And were you on Twitter like the rest of us? Or how did you find all of that out? And what were you thinking through all of that? Um, Yeah, it was crazy. Just, I think this year was like one of the craziest years in the minute. Just not knowing what Durant was going to do, not knowing what Kyrie was going to do. I said it was fun just finding out the news and, I mean, seeing where each player would go. 
And I look at it also, it's just motivation. You know, a lot of guys got good contracts that kind of in a similar situation as me or was there at one point. So I say it's just motivation as far as, you know, looking at success of other players and colleagues and as well as um, just seeing where all the players went. I mean, Jimmy Butler, just, it was crazy. Paul George, I was in Vegas in the Paul George. Had, the day of the earthquake in Vegas was the day that the Clippers trade, you know, went through. And now I know where the earthquake came from. And it was from the Clippers trade, I feel like, with the uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I just feel like this free agency just was crazy. So it was kind of exciting and cool just to sit back and watch, you know, each player go here and each player go there. If you had to pick out a vet in the league that you have came in contact with, that you've built a relationship or a friendship with, that you have learned the most from, who would that vet be? Wesley Matthews. Just from my month on being on the team, I learned a lot from him. You know, he's a great defender. He taught me a few things. Taught me a few things on the defensive end. And um, just was a guy that was looking out. So uh, I'll say that's a no-brainer with me, Wesley Matthews. I think that's one of the most underrated signings this offseason for Milwaukee to get him on such a cheap contract. I think he could play some big minutes for them this year. Right, definitely. With them losing Brogdon, I think that was a big a big move to you know, bring in Wesley Matthews. I think the NBA is – I think it's going to be one of the best years it's been in a minute just from what happened in the offseason. I'm looking forward to the season. I think it's just going to be a great one with all the, with all the moves to sit the league up. I think it's going to be a great one. Last question for you, kind of building off that. The West, I mean, it seems like it's always stacked every year. It seems like it's even more stacked now. What is the, and I feel like I, I should know where you're going with this, but what's the ceiling for this Mavericks team and just how good can the Dallas Mavericks be this year? Uh, playoff thing for sure. I feel like playoffs. The team that can get into the playoffs and, you know, make some noise. Once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen then. Of course. You know it's going to be my answer anyway. <laughs> Heck yeah, I, I knew. <laughs> Bro, I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. Uh, I can't wait to see you, uh, see you in camp this fall. I know you're going to kill it. Until then, you're going to kill it this fall. So uh, I hope that you uh, keep staying healthy, and I can't wait to see what you do uh, this fall, man. Appreciate it, Ali. I appreciate it. All right, I'll see you soon. All right, see you.